Welcome back to Vikes with a Mike, Tyler. It's been a solid week. Last time yeah. we were together, we, we threw together a pretty good uh, mock draft. Had a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah. Anybody who's listening who hasn't checked that out should definitely go check that out now. But uh, th- this will be this will be nice to you know kind of finally catch up on some news that we didn't really have time to talk about. Not a much. Not much had really much. happened. No. You know. Um, but obviously today, some really big news. There's other things that have happened recently uh, yep. that we haven't touched on yet, but it's, it's pretty big news. So a lot to, to touch on today, but we'll, we'll just see where it goes. So, um, I mean, let, let's start with the, the breaking news today, man. I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz, yeah. Officially going to be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. They traded away uh, – the Colts did, I should say. They traded away a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that could become a first-rounder, depending yep. on if he plays – what is it? I think it's 75% of starting yep. snaps. So, it's, the- yeah, it's 75% of the snaps, and then or it's 70% and if the team makes the playoffs. 70% and they make the playoffs. Okay, so what are your thoughts, man? Who do, who do you think won the trade here? Well, speaking with that, I feel like I feel like he's gonna reach the seventy five percent. So sure. I think it's gonna be a first round pick. Oh, man, the Eagles. I think they could have got more at the end of the day, but I yep. think the Colts. The Colts. They needed somebody. If it if somebody's gonna turn Carson Wentz around, it's gonna be the Colts. This is this is the best fit for him personally like okay like this is easily the best fit for him for ank reich and him we're working together back in 2017 when he was actually a good quarterback now he's completely lost in the head but ah man i think the colts won the trade but i think the eagles could have got more man i think they could have been more aggressive with that but at the end of the day they did need to get a trade go go, they needed a trade to get through and they got one through so because they had to trade him in they had to no, yeah, I definitely agree that they they needed to make the trade, right? So from that perspective, just getting him off the books in general, especially yep. with the cap hit that he has. Um, I mean, they're still taking 30-some million in dead cap, but that's huge for the Eagles. Um, as far as who won this trade, though, I think it's a no-brainer that it's the Colts, to be honest with you. Even if Wentz, you know, plays well, especially I think if Wentz plays well well enough to turn that into a first-round pick, in, in which case they're giving up a first and a third. I believe that it's better to have Carson Wentz right now to build around than Matt Stafford or freaking um, Jared Goff. And when you look at the trade that happened between those guys, it was Jared Goff straight up for Matt Stafford, a first round pick and a third round pick. Right. So, and the first and the third were just because of the contract that came with Jared Goff. So the fact that the Colts were able to only part with that and not an already proven talent on their roster. Um, I think is huge. Uh, and, you know, yeah, if he doesn't stay healthy, if he doesn't meet that 75% minimum or 70% in the playoffs, then they don't, 
have to worry about giving up a first round pick. And yep. in that situation, they probably have a high enough pick that they're going to be taking another quarterback anyways. So no harm, no foul, to be completely honest with you. When you, when you look at the, the, the cold side of things, when you look at the Eagles side of things, I want hundred percent agree. I think that they could have easily gotten more. I think that this was going to be the right trade partner, you know, no matter the yep. situation. I just feel like it was kind of, I don't know. I'm shocked that they didn't hold on to him a little bit longer. Maybe wait until teams, I don't know, started interviewing the the incoming rookies and stuff like that. You know, maybe waited for another team to make a move to try and, and jump up in draft position or something. Something that would show that the Colts, where they are currently in the first round, were most definitely, you know, not going to be at all in play to fix their quarterback position, you know, now. Um, Cause there are, they're also obviously now, but, but even before this, it's not like they were in the, the running for Deshaun Watson or anything like that. No. So um, I don't know. I, I definitely think if you're an Eagles fan, there's a, there's a bit to be um, desired still after this trade, you know, you didn't quite get everything that I think, Carson was worth, but it kind of leads us to the other thing, which is how do you feel about Jalen Hurts taking over for the quarterback? I, I think he's ready. He's definitely ready for the job, even without Doug Peterson. I mean, right. I'm not a big fan of their new head coach, actually, but I, we saw glimpses of Jalen Hurts playing really well time for in sure. and time out this season. We, we saw it at Oklahoma. We saw it at Alabama. He's very talented. He's a leader. He, he does. We, we've wanted him on the Vikings, man. So I, yeah. I think he's right. Re- I think he's ready. I mean, they made this trade. This tells me that they're confident. I know they might go right. out and draft a quarterback. I wouldn't say they would take one in the first round. Cause you're going to have to give Jalen hurts probably another weapon because I mean, there's nobody in Philly at the moment that he, he right. can throw the ball to. So, I mean, it's obviously a wide receiver, but I don't know. I just, I think Hertz is going to succeed either way. It might not be in Philly, but he, he's definitely talented enough for the job. So, and we're, we're going to get more into this, I think, a little bit later. But, um, you know, they, they released the the minimum cap, was it, I believe, yesterday. is going to be at $180 million, yep. which is $15 million-ish, less than what it was last year. Um, so are you sure it's going to be a wide receiver? Like, is that, that's, that's your 100% solid answer. If you're Philadelphia at number six, I believe is where they're at. I mean, it should be like Deshaun Jackson and else these guys are aging. Let me, I mean, let me, let me, let me, let me say why though. Cause, cause you're also going to be losing Ertz most likely. Yeah. So Kyle Pitts is probably on the board at number six. Do you not take him at number six? I mean, you have Dallas Goddard, though. Yeah, true, true. But, I, you know, I don't know. I, I The only reason I bring it up is because in the past, you know, we've done the, the mock drafts and stuff, and, and quite honestly, the more that I read up on the guy, it, he just – he seems like one of those, you know, top prospects in the draft. It's just going to – yep. he's going to fall because he's a tight end, you know. Yeah, but he's yeah, arguably exactly. probably one of the best players in the draft this year. Oh, for sure. It's just I like just, 
I'm just I'm just being hypothetical. Like you're yeah, the Eagles I'll... at number six. You know, maybe Jamar Chase is already off the board. Who knows? Maybe even Devontae Smith. So you're looking at Jalen yeah. Waddle or one of the other guys, Rashad Bateman, Waddle Neil Moore. Yeah, no. Are I you like, really going to go like with if, one of those guys? It really depends, though. If if Smith and Jace, Chase are both off the board and Pitts is in their hands, then I go ahead, man. I mean, because he's he's obviously great, but I mean, I would if I'm the Eagles, you have to just hit get something. I mean, you screwed up last oh, year sure. by t- taking Jalen Rager, so uh, it's like. Yeah. You know, we know we know how good Jamar Chase is. We know how good Devontae Smith is. Like it, it doesn't it wouldn't make sense to pass up one of those guys. You know what I mean? For sure. No, yeah. Yep. I, I agree. I, I I totally understand where you're coming at. Um on the flip side, what is what does Indy have to do now though with Carson? I mean, I definitely think, you know, they're not nearly as obviously in, in bad of a uh, situation as Philly. They have arguably one of the better defenses if they just play more consistently um on paper that is their offense you know i'd be shocked if 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 carson wins the first thing he doesn't do when he touches down in indianapolis if he doesn't freaking like bear hug quentin nelson right away i will be absolutely shocked he's gonna love not being on the ground literally every snap so that's gonna be huge for carson wins but their receiving core still has quite a bit to be desired yep you know, I guess you have T.Y. Hilton. I'm trying to think who else they even have over there. Michael Pittman uh, Jr. Mike, yeah, Michael Pittman, right? So, eh, I don't know. I I think if I think if you're you're indie now, I I don't even remember what I've been mocking them, but I feel like now it kind of almost solidifies that you have to take a, a skill guy if if somebody worthwhile is is there uh, in the first round. I feel like you are basically saying we're, we're still going at it. Like we're still in our, our Super Bowl window, our championship window. We're trying for it now because their defense isn't getting younger. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts? On, yeah. So on, I actually, on, in our first mock draft, I actually had them taking Rashad Bateman at pick what I oh, yeah. something. Right. I did. So, I mean, if he was up in their hands at 20, whatever pick it is, like, you got to take Rashad Bateman. I mean, if he fell. But, honestly, this team does need a corner on defense. They're not – you're like you said, they aren't getting any younger on that defense. I do. They got Xavier, though. They got Xavier Rhodes as as a corner on the defense, though. So, you know, obviously, freaking shout out to him. But, yeah, as far as corners go – as, as far as corners go, who do you even see dropping at that, you know, to that late in the game? Because you've been high on most of the corners. So who who do you see dropping? Pat, Patrick Sertain, J.C. Horn? J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. Yeah, definitely. I don't see Sertain getting past the Vikings, though, if I'm being realistic. And if he fell to the Vikings, I would see Zimmer grabbing him immediately. Oh, God. <laughs> So, no, it, it will it will happen. <laughs> it will happen. Just just yeah. Oh my gosh. Where's my word, like, dude. Did you see that freaking video on Twitter of the like Zimmer coming into the war room to draft Patrick Sertain at, at 14 with Jamar Chase still on the board? It's, it's oh like, no, I did not got like the that... music in the background. Like no. <laughs> hilarious. He's like strutting up. It's great. <laughs> but dude. 
listen to this though. Come, you can come back to this in April, April 27, whatever the date is, right? If Patrick Sertain fell to the Vikings at 14, there's no way, chance we'd pass him up. There's not a chance. Well, there's I mean, we did chance. hire the Alabama DBs coach to be our defense. That's player. another reason too. That is another reason as well. So, if yeah, uh, uh, I hope you're. <laughs> no, and I'm not, and I'm not a fan of wanna, that either. <laughs> I don't want to see that happen. I mean, like, I I think the kid's a talent. We're obviously we're yep. getting way into it off on a tangent here, but like just to finish it up, I, I think he's a talent. I I don't, I don't want him at fourteen though. We have bigger holes than freaking yeah defensive exactly. Back. No, yeah, but for Indy, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I, I think your your sound might have cut out, but basically, I was just saying like, who who on the offensive side of the ball at that point is going to be worth the first round pick? that they have you know what i mean because the the output has to match the value of the pick so who on offense is going to be available for indianapolis around the 20 somethings or you know if you say defense like i said and like you said they're not getting any younger like you have to same thing as what we said with the eagles you're the gm now you're on the clock who are you taking you know what i mean i'm assuming that most of the top three, at least the top three guys, for sure gone at wide receiver. I don't think Bateman's gone. I really don't think Bateman's gone. So that's your final answer. And I don't like I don't, that. Or I don't. I don't hate that. Sorry, that's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. I don't hate that at all. I like that answer. Um, because you know Carson Carson grew up, you know, a little, little bit of a, a a Minnesota fan. I'm sure he he was yeah. Gophers here and there. I know he he rooted for the Vikings, so. I'm sure you wouldn't mind a, a Minnesota guy a wide receiver. They can, they can talk I mean, about how cold it is right now. <laughs> I think, I think Rondale Moore would be a great option for him too. But he's not. You know, I don't think they would reach at 22. I think that's a little too early. But he's a great yeah. talent. I mean, no, yeah, maybe in the second sure. round if they somehow, if he fell somehow. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I could even see the Colts kind of pulling a, a slick Rick and and trading back or something like that to, to really rack up some more capital um, in the yep. second round or something like that, just because they could potentially not have a first round pick. So try and get a, a few really good young guys this year um, since they probably won't have a, a shot at one of the top tier guys next, next year. But yeah, it's super interesting. What do you think is going to be the outcome of this trade? Like who, obviously we already talked about like who won the trade um, as yep. far as players versus picks and compensation. But when it's all said and done and there is, you know, the playoffs are starting in, in yep. 2022 or whoever is lifting the Lombardi in 2022, who are we going to look back and be like, oh, the blank won this, won the Carson Wentz trade? I think the Colts will be in the playoffs next year, but I don't think they're getting past the divisional round. I could say I'd okay. say I'd say I'd see divisional round at most. I, Eagles, you're a rebuild at the moment, so. Okay. I love Jalen Hurts, and I think he's going to be able to go out there and compete next year. But I don't trust I don't trust him in that offensive line, having a good time, and that defense is kind of yeah. very up and down. So no, I, I would say the Colts for sure. Right. I, yeah. And I, and I actually, I don't disagree with that at all. I think that the Colts could go a little farther than the division we're at. Like I definitely feel like they could be kind of one of the shocking teams, especially if they can keep Carson Wentz healthy. Like that's the biggest yeah. thing. If you can keep him off the ground, 
I think, and 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 get him back to his 2017 days, then you arguably had an MVP out of exactly. him that year. So, uh, yeah, I I would say that in in the long run, or not in the long run, depending on how you define that, in like the next five year window, which in the NFL actually is the opposite of the long run, I guess. Uh, the Colts are going to be the winners of this. In the really long run, I think that it's smart on Philly for them to get Jalen going right now yep. and get him as yep. much experience as the starter and stop with this freaking QB controversy and the whole, you know, as as John Madden liked to put it, if you got two QBs, you have no QBs. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that this was a good trade, as I already said. I didn't really see any other perfect fit for Philadelphia with this trade scenario. So totally. Makes yeah. Sense to me. Just, just one quick thing though, like looking back on last year's draft when e- the Eagles absolutely reached for Jalen in that second round, like yeah. Doug Peterson, looking back at that, you made a massive mistake. That basically cost you your job with the QB controversy and all that, who you had to start in week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, right. wow. Like if you would have told me last year that, Doug Peterson would have been fired and Jalen Hurts would be the starting QB probably most likely going into 2021, 2022. I mean, I would have said you're crazy. I mean, the NFL flies, man. That is, yeah. So I, I don't know that, that I think that pick cost him, man. Yeah. Cost the Eagles, oh, for sure. Especially Doug Peterson. For sure. For sure. Well, moving on, we have the other big news that we never really got to touch on, but it's been, at least a solid week, I think, since no, not actually a full week. Oh, no, I think it's about like, it. It's it was it's coming up on a week here. It's yeah, it's gonna be a week in like a day or two. Um, but there really wasn't enough on Tuesday to make an entire podcast out of it. Uh, so yep. we got JJ, man. Uh, yeah. JJ Watts, not Justin Jefferson, JJ, JJ Watts is has asked and received a release from the Texans. He wants to go and chase a championship. He's obviously not going to get that in the poverty that is Houston, um, <laughs> who still needs to freaking get rid of their current quarterback on their roster. So, you know, we'll obviously get into that. That we could probably make an entire episode out of when that news finally drops. But um, yep. <laughs> anyways, as far as the JJ stuff goes, you know, yep. There's um, there's rules to free agency, right? So teams can't yep. uh, be talking to him or anything like that. And I don't think JJ's ever experienced free agency. He spent nope. all 11 seasons now, I think, or something like that with, with Houston. So um, pretty crazy for him that he's pretty soon here, he's going to start getting courted or whatever you want to call it by these NFL teams. <laughs> There's only so many of them, though, that are really in the hunt for him. And a couple of them are already way over what the projected cap is going to be, which we already kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Um, But where do you see JJ ending up? What do you think? Or maybe actually, because sometimes where a person ends up isn't necessarily the actual best fit for them. So what do you think is the actual best fit for JJ? And do you think that's actually where he's going to end up? If not, where do you think he's going to end up? I think he's going to end up 
Man, I think a really good fit would be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. But I don't – for some reason, I just don't, I don't see it. I mean, they have cap space to do it, but I don't, I don't, I don't think see I see that it. Either. Think I about that. I mean, but the only real, reason I don't see it is because they played Pittsburgh twice a year. And yeah, I don't, I don't realistically, think he, I, I think see, if he chooses that division, he's going to go to Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah, realistically, I do see him going to Pittsburgh. But okay. I think Cleveland's – I actually do think Cleveland's the best fit. Cleveland could definitely use him alongside Miles Garrett. That would be a very – and if they – and it, think about it like this. Oh, oh, I don't know when Odell will be back, but I think having him alongside Miles Garrett and that defense, I mean, it, it would help Cleveland out a lot, that offense. Mm-hmm. They've got a stout offensive line. Cleveland yeah. is – close to a complete team man they just got they need a few more pieces just a few more pieces he's a veteran he's been in the league for 11 years it's going to help them out a lot so they almost beat kansas city last year man that's who they're ultimately chasing at the moment i think they just need to i think jj watt would be a phenomenal signing for the cleveland browns but i don't think it's i don't think he'll actually sign there yeah okay um i definitely don't disagree um, I, I just, I have a, I have a team that's a better fit, uh, in my opinion. And then I have a team that I could see him ending up in, with. Um, but before I get into that, I'm actually going to say for all you Green Bay Packer fans that are listening or for anybody who is thinking that that is going to be one of the teams that I say, it's not. The Green Bay Packers are estimated to be probably around 28 to $30 million over the what the current cap space is going to be in 2021. Yep. So not only are they going to have to make massive cuts just to be back within the cap space, but if they were going to make a run at signing a player like JJ with some of these other teams that are probably going to be looking to get him with the money that they're probably going to be throwing at him for you know, a short term deal uh, get it out of your heads now if it ends up happening it ends up happening i won't be like extremely shocked just because of the fact obviously he grew up in wisconsin so i guess that would be the only reason he would take a massive pay cut but 28 million dollars that they have to cut before they can even try to get him that's a lot that's insane that's that's um that's massive and that that takes away pieces that would get him to a championship. So um, that's my explanation on why I'm not going to say the Packers, but I will say the best fit in my opinion is Buffalo. I think the best fit is the Buffalo Bills. They're going to have a little bit more cap space than the Tennessee Titans who are also going to be like super um, in the race for JJ. Probably they're going to probably have to make a cut on their defense that was pretty big that mario addison guy um linebacker for them so they're going to be looking to to get back some some production on defense that sean mcdermott's you know his mindset it, i feel like it fits really well with with watt um but you know um this just i feel like this just makes sense also because of how close they are to winning a ring they were in the AFC championship. Um, we've now been shown that if Kansas city gets some pressure on them, they falter yeah. quite a bit. So they could definitely kind of make the whole um, sell of, Hey, you want to be the guy that takes down the chiefs again late in the year. 
come join our team. Because um, they, they are, like, they're that close. The Bills are. As far as who I think they'll actually end up with, I, I, I do see it being um, Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I hate saying that because it's not the fun answer. It's the very cliche answer, but it just makes the most sense to me. I could see Pittsburgh quite honestly making um, some big moves as far as cap space goes to kind of free it up because that's really the only hurdle that's in their way. Um, but I, they already have a stout enough defense that if they were to add him just so he could go and play with his brothers, I don't think it would be that big of a deal to for them to like make a make a trade here or make a cut there or yada 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 um so yeah that's that's my opinion the only thing with pittsburgh though is they're not nearly as close to winning a championship in my opinion plus we don't even know what the heck the situation with roethlisberger there is they're going to be losing juju smith schuster most likely so it's going to be a very interesting off season for JJ Watt. I'm stoked to see where he ends up for sure. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah. Um, but bottom line is, I, I I do really agree with your assessment. So I think that the top two fits are the Browns and the Bills, and the one place that seems to be thrown around, you know, in the ring that is most definitely not going to happen in my opinion, and it's seriously not because of bias it's just because of the numbers it is green bay i just don't see that happening so, yeah totally we shall see though you never know that's the crazy thing about the nfl you never freaking know but uh there have been some other rumors um nothing that's any sort of breaking news nothing that has any like clear-cut uh validity to it but Tyler, have you uh, have you heard about some of these Vikings rumors recently? Specifically, yeah. one regarding a wide receiver, and uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, so the rumors around Keelan Cole from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I like if the Vikings go that route and sign him. I like it a lot. He's a guy who can oh. return and return and punt. And return, and punt. Return. Yeah, I mean, did you see did you see the clip of him returning that punt against uh, Green Bay? That that was awesome. Yes, he's he's got some speed. Yeah, I mean, he that punter did not want to tackle him. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, me and you have been talking about the, the wide receiver three position for the Vikings, and it's it's just been a question mark. I mean, me, I'm not a fan of Chad B. I don't think you are. B.C. Johnson, we don't really think he's very consistent. There's just no – we need somebody, though. Like, we need somebody at the position. Now, I think Keelan Cole would be perfect. One, the Vikings wouldn't have to focus on a wide receiver in the draft. We, we, we could just – we signed Keelan Cole – we could focus all our, all everything on the defensive line and the offensive line. We don't have to worry about the wide receiver position at all. Cause we have our three studs. Yep. And it, it just, it's a perfect fit though, with the wide receiver coach, man. I mean, this guy, I've heard nothing but good thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The wide receiver coach though. That's the thing that intrigues me the most is this whole idea that we brought in the former Jacksonville wide receiver coach, a guy who in the NFL was a part of a really good um, tandem, um, knows how to be an all-star, knows how to get the best out of guys. He's stoked to work with JJ and Adam Thielen. So adding a guy that he's already familiar with and Keelan Cole, who played at a number two wide receiver level at times and is probably going to be looking for number three money. I'm seeing like a you know projected contract of about two years, maybe 5.5 million per year. 
um, absolutely massive for the Vikings offense. Yeah. I mean, just another, I'm just going to throw this kind of a tangent, but like, think about this though. I mean, he could be returning punts and kick returns, but think about, think about something in the draft here. He's going to be maybe like a sixth, seventh round pick. I don't know who you, I don't think you're thinking who I'm thinking about, but JD Spielman. Oh, geez. Hey, man. Dude, if Spielman drafts his own son, then, you know, you, we talked about, or actually, we uh, we brushed off the allegations, or at least I shouldn't say we, I did. I brushed off all of the, you know, the talk about nepotism with Clint Kubiak and his father being Gary Kubiak and all that stuff. But if Spielman drafts his son, that'll be the ultimate form of nepotism in the NFL. I mean, oh, not that we've totally. ever seen, but like, that's, that's terrible. That, that's, I know uh, he's, and he, plus he's not even good. Like he's not a great player. I not bad. He's quick. It's just like, he doesn't have, he doesn't have like, he's uh, okay. He's quick. KJ Osborne was supposed to be quick. He can't oh, catch God, the freaking no, ball. No, no, no. KJ Osborne is t- terrible, man. Yeah, well, exactly. So you want another you want another KJ Osborne? No, I mean, he wouldn't have to come on the team and play. Just give him a shot on the practice squad and we'll see how he does. You know geez. what I mean? Oh, jeez. I don't know. It's just an option at the, the punt returner spot because we need something new, man. But I do no, think he I- I do think I Keelan Cole would be awesome. I, yeah. I, just, I, I don't I don't mean to be like a total jerk because like obviously the, the guy is much better at football. All of these guys are gonna be a billion times better at football than I'll ever be. But that doesn't mean that you know you can't point out the fact that if he did that, I, I feel like that's like signing the death warrant on yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's like literally signing your job away. Yeah, I'm gonna draft my son in a prove it year. Approve oh, it yeah, or true. lose it year. I'm gonna draft my son. Uh, hey, it, I mean, something Rick would probably do. You know, either that or he'll just he'll just keep trading back. I mean, I wouldn't have brought like it up if it wasn't round. realistic. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, yeah, I know. I just I don't like it. <laughs> um, as far as Keelan Cole goes, though, like the guy. A fun the the most fun stat that I found on him that I liked um, is he's really good at catching at the point of attack. So, you know, you talk about um, in the NFL, there's there's not quarterbacks try to stay away from actual 50-50 balls, right? Like very yep. rarely will you see a quarterback just throw a ball up and actually allow their their receiver to just just go get it most of the time they're trying to find them in space or you know they know for a fact that the wide receiver has the intangibles to win Cole doesn't he doesn't have a 50-50 ball he's he's over 50% of his contested catches for the past two years so having a guy like that at number three with with freaking JJ man and, and Thielen already, the way that he runs his routes, just like I feel like you have every tangent of wide receiver, every build of a wide receiver covered in that wide receiver core. You know, you have your, your freaking can make a guy miss at any moment and is amazing at 
run after the catch in JJ. You have the ultimate route runner who can get open against anybody in Thielen. Um, and plus nobody gives him respect because he's white. And then you'd have Keelan, who is your 50-50 guy on the off chance that you just need to freaking throw it up in the end zone or something like that. Um, oh, man. We've had a lot of those moments this, this yeah, last know, season. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we're not even getting to your Irv Smith, Tyler Conklin, as much as I hate to say it, your do-it-all man with freaking Chad Beebe. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I love this move. I absolutely love this move. I think that they're, they're leaning towards it and there's a really good chance that even if they're not leaning towards it right now, the fact that the rumor has started and we hired, um, uh, their, their former wide receivers coach, it's going to be a, a thing that, that gets the, you know, he's, he's whispering in Zim's ear or he's whispering in, in Spielman's ear. Hey. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. I worked with him. He's great. You should bring him in. Yeah, you should try this out. Well, Kirk Kirk Kirk's gonna freaking blow up the league with this guy. I can just see it. But yeah, I I, I love it. I love the rumors. Yep. Um, as far as Vikings rumors go, though, that's kind of where it ends. As far as anything that's like come out of the blue um the only other thing that i will mention since we didn't mention it earlier when we were talking about jj watt uh did you see the the wild tweet oh yeah i did i just had to say it just on the off chance people haven't seen it look if you don't have twitter go get twitter just purely to see this tweet it was like the ultimate sports crossover win for minnesota that i feel like i've ever seen um basically jj watt just tweeted out a simple statement of man, free agency is wild. And the Minnesota Wilds Twitter team, absolutely fantastic. Uh, they, <laughs> I, I, they they, just put at JJ Watt wild and then the eye emoji. And then it was a, uh, a Photoshop. Yeah, yeah Photoshop of JJ wearing uh, a wild Minnesota Wilds jersey. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, obviously would love to see J.J. Watt in purple. Do I think it happens? Oh, man. Heck no. No, no. but, but I love you it. imagine Daniil Hunter and J.J. Oh, Watt on gosh. opposite ends? Say goodbye, opposing quarterback. Say goodbye, opposing And then we get an man. average defensive interior defensive lineman? Oh, my gosh. Well, plus Michael Pierce, my guy. Michael Pierce yeah. is too. So the defensive <laughs> yep. line would be, you know – even if you don't draft interior defensive line or you wait till late, you have basically um, Fadi Denebo, Jalen Holmes, uh, DJ Wallen, Hercules Matsafa, DJ Wallen, all four of those guys basically switching out at that second D tackle spot. Yep. Um, along with JJ and Michael Pearson. God, I need to stop talking about it. I'm going to get way too excited for something that's definitely not going to happen. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, but while we're on that topic, what are some scenarios that you got for me as free agency? But think realistic, right? So right now yep, we're at yep. 100 yep. and, oh God, it's like 100, yeah, $93,656,015 is where we are at currently with our cap, our salary cap. 
the minimum salary cap has officially been announced to be 180 million. Now it could still go up from there. I think most people have it going up maybe another 5 million or so. So nothing is official, um, but it's for sure going to be less than what we have on the books right now. So we're going to have to make cuts. And that's even, you know, if we want to try and sign any guys in free agency, we're going to have to clear even more space. So who do you think needs to go and who are you going after at a reasonable price? Well, I think Kyle Rudolph needs to go. I think Ant Harris needs to go. I think both are Jill Hill Johnson and uh, Shamar Stefan need to go. <laughs> uh, I think a lot. Who else, man? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I can't think of any other like names off the top of my head at the moment, but those are four that get on out, j- just leave. But I do have three good realistic signings that the Vikings, like I think would actually maybe make here. And the first one is going to be the most obvious and it would be Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin coming back home okay. to Minnesota is home. Interesting. I just, I missed the, the, the veteran leadership presence on this defense. We did not have any of that this year. There wasn't, mm-hmm. there was no leadership. I did not see guys on the defense getting fired up that much. As much as I love Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks, I didn't, I did not, I don't know. I didn't see much passion that Everson brings and I did miss his presence a lot. Just as he's not going to be a starting defensive end, people, he's going to be a rotational piece. This DJ, if Audio Denbel played way too many snaps as he did last year, way too many snaps. I do yeah. like the rotation on that other side of the at the defensive end position. I think Daniel Hunter is obviously a starter at that other side, but I do like the rotation. I think if you threw Everson Griffin in that rotation, it could be pretty solid with him, Odenabo, and Wollenham. So I mean. Those three guys, those are all solid defensive ends. All of them obviously not being starters, but as a rotation, that's solid. That is that is very solid. For sure. So I love those. Absolutely love those. Um, so Everson Griffin, man, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we had our run-in with him on Twitter. He's yep. super into the idea but he does kind of seem a little bit not completely right in the head. You know, he made those comments about Kirk Cousins and then kind of went back on him. And yeah. I, I could see him asking for a bit too much. I, I don't hate it. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's a, it's going to be a little bit harder than, than we think. You know what I mean? To get him. Um, if that's oh, yeah. something that's on their, their radar at this point. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. It's, I just think it would honestly be the perfect fit. I mean, realistically realistically though i would like a guy i mean this isn't gonna happen but i mean trey hendrickson is somehow a free agent and i don't know i don't know uh, if you know yeah. how good of a year that's not gonna happen but <laughs> realistically because like the new orleans saints i don't think they're gonna be able to bring him back with all their cap yeah the new orleans right saints now, but... oh my gosh you can talk about another one that we could make a freaking uh podcast episode on the new orleans saints cap situation his his uh is a absolutely noteworthy points they are insanely over them but anyways I'll, I'll keep you going that it's just funny how how much yeah. they're over the cap but honestly looking at names maybe maybe ryan kerrigan is a cheap option i mean he's solid he's a vet i, I want somebody that can bring leadership you know what i mean yeah i 
I mean, I do have another player though at the defensive tackle position and Derek Wolf from Baltimore. Okay. He's been in the league for 10 years. He's, I think he's won a championship actually. He's solid. I, I want depth. That's what we need most. I think he would definitely mm-hmm. bring that as another guy on a rotation. He played with Baltimore last year. Um, he, he's solid, man. So I just, just my main point on the defensive line, just one, he, he doesn't have to be a huge name. He doesn't have to be Trey Hendrickson or Matthew Judon or Shaq Barrett or any of these big names on the market at the moment. I want, I just want a guy who's a veteran who's been in this league for a while who can come in and give us a, some, a good amount of snaps on a rotation. You know what I mean? So, right. I mean, those are potential names. I do think Derek Wolf though is actually realistic for the Vikings. I don't think Trey Hendrickson is realistic. That's too much money, but I mean, yeah, Everson Griffin, I, I hope he'd be realistic, but like you said, the issues, I, I don't, now that I think about it, who knows, man, who knows? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's seriously what kind of sucks, right? Cause it's like, yep, he's an absolute monster. I love him to death. I, I seriously do. Like he, he, he will retire a Viking in my opinion, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I want him to be okay. You know, <laughs> before he even thinks about trying to play football. Uh, so yeah, I, but I, I love those names. I love those names as far as, you know, how I'm feeling with the, with the cap situation that we're looking at right now. And then, you know, trying to sign some guys. Uh, I didn't come up with any specific names of guys to sign. I mean, like I have ideas and I'll get into them, um, but I haven't like thought out, you know, contracts for them or anything like that. As far as specific moves that we would probably, you know, make, um, that I, I would like to see being made here. Uh, Kyle absolutely needs to be gone. Shamar Stefan absolutely needs to be yep. gone. Dan Bailey, based off oh, of yeah. okay. of kicker. <laughs> yep, gone. gone. Britton Colquitt, I could honestly see too him much money. gone too. Um, both those guys are around $4 million cap it. Well, Britton's closer to three, but Dan's is close to $4 million. So in total, that right there clears up twenty one point four million. Wow, that's yeah, then, dude. Well, I actually, get... sorry, no, that's 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 the cap hit that's relieved. I I actually I lied. Uh, it doesn't clear up twenty twenty one point four. Um, it clears up three, seven, eight. So it actually clears up thirteen clears up okay. 13 million. So that's a start. And then I think from there, you can also look at potentially cutting Riley Reef since his cap hit is around 17 million um, with the dead cap of three. So you're clearing 27 ish with all of those moves together. That puts you back in business to sign some guys that puts you back in business specifically to make a run on potentially your Brandon Sheriffs of the world or your Joe Thunies of the world, um, which is obs- absolutely huge in my opinion. If you could sign one of those guys, then that takes out the need to sign, you know, like to reach on a guard or to reach yep. on offensive linemen in the first round. I think it, that really opens up the playbook as far as what we can do with pick number 14, um, potentially even trying to maybe 
uh, instead of cut these guys, package them with 14 and trade up in the first round or something like that. You know, um, there are there are things that the Vikings can do here. There's the there's ways that they can manipulate their cap space and move it around. Rob Brzezinski is an absolute wizard of a capologist. Yeah. He's proven that in and out. Uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there were some guys that get their contracts restructured too. I don't necessarily see it happening for sure. I would really love to see Kirk Cousins um, restructure his, his cap. Um, I would I would definitely like to see Anthony Barr for sure because he 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 got hurt. So there's kind of more of a sentiment there. Kirk obviously played up to I think his worth. So it's kind of harder to see him take a, a cut. Um, but and then there's there's gonna be other guys, I think, too, that we'll see obviously get cut just because of of the draft at other positions, you know, guys that um, due to our cap situation, they're just gonna be casualties that we don't necessarily see coming right now. So to kind of look at what the projected cap space is going to be um, and worry as a Vikings fan right now, just because we are over as much as, as it seems to be, I would say, hold your horses, don't panic. There are moves that need to be made that will be made that make sense and still keep us in the conversation for, you know, being a playoff team, doing well, um, hopefully more than just a playoff team, hopefully still in the conversation of a championship team. But yeah, I'd like to see the Vikings make some, some splashes in free agency, specifically on the offensive line. Those two guys that I mentioned are my biggest targets in the offense in, in, in the free agency of 2021. Yeah. Um, and then I think after that is kind of when you can start maybe looking at signing, like you were saying, maybe the, even like a tier two, tier three yep. defensive lineman, just somebody who can come in, provide a little bit of veteran leadership. So they've been in the league for at least maybe four, three years, something like that. Um, and, and be your L rotational guy. So um, yeah, man, that's, that, those, those are my, that's my lookout on, on free agency. I know it's, it's nothing super definitive, um, but I think we'll get closer to that as, as it opens up, you know, once you start seeing, um, especially I feel like there's, there's more trades to come. I don't think like today is going to be um, an anomaly. I feel like this is going to be a free agency and an off season in which we see a lot of moves um, a lot more than what we've seen in the past. So as more of those unfold, it's going to be easier to kind of pinpoint really what the Vikings need uh, in, in free agency. So with that, I, I think, uh, I think we're good, man. I think, um, I think, I think we can move on to, to next week. So this has been fun. I mean, obviously nice to yeah. kind of get back to the basics and talk about some around the NFL news and break down some, some Viking stuff, but, uh, uh, hopefully we'll have even more next week for sure. Probably another mock draft coming at some point next week, I would assume, Maybe yeah. even getting into a full uh, two-round mock. I don't know if there'll be any trades yet or anything like that, but we'll we'll discuss and, and let all you guys know. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you check out vicewiththemike.com. Watch all our previous episodes. They're all archived there. Uh, help out the podcast in any way, shape, or form you can. Follow us on social media. Reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you all later. Skull.